Hope everybody is doing their best right now as we're going through this crazy time in our world. I'm Tony Bruski, host of Real Ghost Stories Online. Wanted to invite you and let you know about our other brand new podcast that we just launched, Help Kill the Time for You. It's called The Dark Side of Wikipedia. It's about true crime and dark history. We dive into some of the strangest, most disturbed minds and experiences from our history and examine their story, their Wikipedia entry, and then discuss the cases, the individuals, and the psychology of the events as we go through each and every story. Some of our first episodes include Ed Gein, the BTK killer, the New London School explosion, Amityville murders, Richard Speck, Amelia Dyer, the General Slocum disaster, Jeffrey Dahmer, and more. New episodes every single week. Check out Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search it. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. It's available now with new episodes every single week. Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search and subscribe today and stay safe out there. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by StoryWorth. Give mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash ghost. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash ghost for $10 off. What do you do when you witness dark shadow figures wandering around a cemetery late at night? That's what one person had to contemplate today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Right on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. Or you can always email your audio file to us. Send it to Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. Lots of ways to get those stories to us. Of course, if you like the program, this is a show that is mainly supported by you guys. Five bucks a month is all we ask if you can spare it. I know things are really tight right now. For that five bucks a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, almost 300 of them right there for you, brand new ones every single week. You also get access to exclusive video content. You get our audiobook, our ebook, both Amazon bestsellers. All of that, that right there, it's like $15 for the book, $15 for the audiobook if you're to buy them by themselves. Uh, you get those for free uh, as an EPP when you sign up there, ghostpodcast.com. Or if you like Patreon, it's on the great platform there. The app is super convenient. Go to patreon.com slash real ghost stories to become an EPP that way. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hello. And how are you this fine day? I'm good. You know what? I actually, you were with me, but our listeners don't know this. Okay. I actually went and purposely toured a house that I thought might be haunted. You did. I did. It was built in 1857 and mm-hmm. it was for sale. So I thought, why not? 
nothing better to do than get a private tour of this old house. And did you feel anything? Not a thing. I didn't feel anything. No. What'd you think of the house? Um, you could tell it'd been added on to six or seven times, you know, the the you gotta go up a few steps for this layer and down a few steps for that layer and even the upstairs was like that. But I didn't get any bad vibes. I didn't get any vibes at all. It kind of felt like, uh, and not like in a spooky haunted way, but uh, Winchester Mystery Mansion-ish because of the way it was built onto so many times. Mm -hmm. You could tell like where the original house was. And then you're like, this is an odd place for a door. And then it goes to like some other room and then like a hall and then like weird halls that lead to like random places. And then there was a room with all leopard print carpet, which was a big selling point (laughs) for most homes. Um and it's like, oh, go up the stairwell. Oh, there's the kitchen. And, and I went out. There was one part where you walk outside and you could tell it used to be like the patio. And now it's like a, another room. Um, and it was used to be the exterior of the house. And I went through that door and all the doors had like old school, like latches on. They like, did. like you could lock somebody inside and they could not get out. That's awesome. Latches, which I, th- I thought that was a little weird. No, it's just the old hardware. But these are like on newer doors. Like it was on doors that were like not from the 1800s. Yeah. Were but they maybe, just trying to keep consistency? Maybe they found the old hardware. Okay. Um, but you could totally like confine people in that house and never let them out. <laughs> like even if they broke the lock, you could, that latch, it's like, like a prison type latch. Like the, you're locked in the attic now. Um, and I, I went outside and then I noticed, oh, there's a winding stairwell that goes up to the roof mm-hmm. I'm like where does this go so i went up that and which i would not have gone on that roof if i, I were you i did i battle the wasps no it's not the wasp it's the, the fallen roof. the fallen through yeah potential w- went up there and uh then i saw there was a door to another room in the upstairs and i didn't i thought it was because it's only accessible like through the outside through the roof because it was really a weird shady door on the outside and i couldn't really see through the window very good but the room didn't look to be in the greatest shape um but the door was locked so i'm like oh okay went back into the house and i found you guys up there because there was another access to that part of Mm -hmm. the house through a whole other area i didn't even realize was there the main staircase (laughs) which was kind of a a weirdly proportion positioned staircase too so it um it was an interesting house i loved going through it I like going through old houses like that, especially when I don't feel anything negative. I I felt sad. That was the only thing that I did feel, but I didn't feel like there was sad spirits there. I just felt sad because you could tell that the owner probably didn't want to sell, but like you could see medical equipment in the bedroom Mm -hmm. and like his, you know, walker was in the driveway, I'm sure, from somebody loading him up to Mm -hmm. take him to go do something while we looked at the house, you know. And and this was literally the first time in the whole history of this house that it's ever been for sale because it's always been passed down. Yeah, since like 18-whatever. 1857. Jesus. So I just couldn't pass it up. I thought, haunted or not, I got to see this house. What if it it was more... Uh, accessible. I mean, it wasn't such a crazy layout where it was just like, what? I would be pushing on you. It had a, it was a red brick house yeah. and on the side of it, it had a big white B. Mm-hmm. Which would have been great. For Brewski. Yeah. I was like, oh. And a guitar shaped pond. 
which was weird. <laughs> but the barn wasn't included, and the yeah. barn was the coolest part. Yeah. But yeah, don't need to be buying a you know almost two hundred year old farmhouse right now. We'll stick with the modern one. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. More on that in another episode. <laughs> Let's go to uh, our first uh, story of the day. It says, I wrote in a few months ago about uh, seeing my uncle who was a fatal uh, a fatality in the Vietnam War. Well, this goes right along with that story. I have, as I wrote before, seen him since then and continue to feel his presence around me. I recently met a new friend who does not who does tarot card readings. She has done quite a few for me. On the night of Halloween, we were at work. It was a night shift, and she did one on our break. She always told me that I have a guardian spirit around me. I told her, yeah, I do, and I know who it is. She was shocked and asked, who is it, if you don't mind me asking? I told her about my uncle. She asked me if it would be okay if we asked him to pick a card for me. And, of course, I said yes. She pulled a card, and the card said that he was always with me. He was sitting back watching my new chapter unfold. This new chapter, I assume, is my writing. I've always wanted to write, but never had the guts to try and publish anything. But I'm getting braver now, and I'm looking for a publisher. The next reading showed me within reach of my goal and my uncle right there with me. She also told me the obstacles I face, which are other obligations I currently have. She said everything on the mark with her reading so far. I was driving to work one night and was contemplating my writing and just had the urge to look in the passenger seat and ask my uncle what I should do. That's the night I got the reading of him sitting back and watching my new chapter unfold. She also knew about my writing before I had ever told anyone. I'd never had a true reading done before I met her, but now I'm a firm believer. She's told me things that there's no way anyone else has ever known about me. I have another tale to tell you, too. When we lived in our previous residence, which was a new double-wide trailer, one night I heard my name said, really low, then again a little louder, and finally like a really stern vocalization of my name. I looked up and said, what, before I realized that the kids were asleep and my husband was not home. What's even creepier is that my oldest daughter, who at the time was 10 years old, woke me up one night after that and asked, Mommy, what do you want? I replied, what do you mean? She said, you were yelling my name. I wasn't. I had been sound asleep. A couple days later, my youngest daughter, who was four at the time, told me she had heard her name called three times too. Ironic thing, neither my husband nor my son had or has ever heard or seen anything. Only the females have. Love your show. I'm an avid listener. I'm enthralled by ghost stories. I have a few more I'll write in at another time. I think it's a blessing that if you are going to be haunted throughout your life, that you know who it is, you know, mm -hmm. and you know that it's somebody looking out for you and not so much just somebody following you around. Yeah. I think sometimes people are, they get hooked on the idea of who they want to have following them mm -hmm. as a ghost. And I'm not saying that this isn't this in that case, but I think a lot of times when you hear of people having a haunting oh it must be aunt sue or it must be whoever recently died or yeah. something they like they're going to assign who they would like to have haunt them and mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be who's haunting you sure this one points to it because of the reading and the the person saying your uncle it's you know mm -hmm. very direct um but i think all too often we hear uh you know someone almost wanting to assign who they think should be haunting them and that leads to a lot of confusion because it's like well why would she do this because it's not her. Yeah. And that's 
I think, what it comes down to. And then sometimes you have the trickiness where it's uh, you think it's the person. Somehow it appears to be the person sometimes. And then things take a turn for a shit show. And it's like, oh, maybe that really wasn't them. Mm -hmm. Can you ever be fully sure of who is haunting you? Can you be 100% on that mark? No, because there's so many times that the spirits will mimic other things or try and make you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess the closest would be when they come to you in a dream and they tell, tell you something. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you know, I guess a tarot card reading where they can tell you who it is, but I wouldn't try, you know, obviously using a Ouija board or anything. Even then, I'm still kind of like, well, it could be something mimicking, you know. I guess I'm just, I'm not a good person to have faith in things. I have I, faith I, in nothing right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. I, I'm just not good at at that. Mm -hmm. Like, I can get high in the percentages of, like, odds. I'll play, I do odds all the time on things. Like, here's how I think things will go. But I'm never, like, really good at saying, I'm 100% on this. <laughs> or, or, like, I really, truly... Uh, you know, especially with something like that, where it's completely unknown and you really, you'll never really get to the other side of, oh, now we understand how ghosts work. Right. You know, if there's another side to something where you really can get there, I can get there then. But then that's not really faith. That's just understanding. Mm -hmm. That's just knowledge. Um, but when there's like a, an unknown factor that you're never going to get the answer to, that's where I have a very hard time being, yes, all in. You just have to go with your gut. Yeah, and usually that works pretty well. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't think I could ever 100% say, you know, even when we have super duper cases that are just, oh, this this has to be, you know, your dad or your uncle or whoever, you know, and it's like there's no nothing malevolent going on. It's very clear. It's very warm and cuddly. I'd be at like 99%, but... There's always that one percent chance that suddenly next week the cat's missing and you know its yeah. blood is around the door frame. Okay. All right, back to the ghost stories in just a moment. First, I want to thank our supporter today, Storyworth. This is a very odd year, obviously, and trying to find the perfect gift for mom at a normal time may not be an easy thing. But let me tell you this: this is the perfect gift anytime. Got it for my mom last year. We're doing it again this year. What is Storyworth? Storyworth is a way to connect with mom or dad or whoever, really. Obviously, Mother's Day is coming up. Um, and it's a way to connect in ways that you may never have before through stories. Sometimes writing out those stories um, is is just the way that, that people are able to really truly communicate what they've been through, what their life was like, so you can understand in a way maybe you never have before. I know uh, that uh, more than anything, parents cherish spending time with family. And that's why, I, again, I'm giving my mom the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to connect with loved ones through StoryWorth. StoryWorth is a fun and meaningful way where you can engage with family, especially relatives you might not get to see very often. I think we're all going through that. This online service helps loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a gift of spending time together wherever you live. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family members different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? Things like that. And there's just tons of questions that they throw out there. 
and you can select them too. Reading the weekly stories is fun, makes our family really feel close, uh, even if we're all not together, because obviously a lot of us are not right now. They, uh, at the end of the year, and I just got last year's, uh, or this, we just finished up a, a book uh, in the mail, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo that they attach to the questions into a beautiful keepsake book and then ship it to you for free. I just got uh, my mom's in the mail the other day, and it's really neat to go through this thing and see all these pictures and all these stories that she's attached, and I can't wait for my daughters to read it as well. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this year with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com ghost. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com ghost for $10 off. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Next story says, I recently wrote in about my daughter having the same gifts as I do, as well as my uncle seeing my daughter next to me before I got pregnant and she was born. I wanted to write about another story, personal experience I've encountered with three of my old friends. As about 18 years old, a couple of friends and I visited the Pleasant Green Cemetery that's also known as uh, Manja Cemetery in Salt Lake City. This cemetery is the second oldest cemetery in Utah. It was founded in 1883. It only covers about 10 acres and looks abandoned due to no sprinkling systems. The cemetery is located on the foothills of some mountains and overlooks the city. The cemetery has an unsettling vibe and the hillside can be quite windy. At the time, my friends and I heard some rumors of sacrifices of pregnant women and children that took place inside the mountain. There's an opening to the inside of the mountain just outside the cemetery fence. One friend and I wanted to check it out while the other two decided to stay in the cemetery. Probably the smartest idea that night. Once my friend and I crawled underneath the fence and I got done wiping the dirt off my hands and knees, I noticed all eyes were on us. I looked around and saw children and about three pregnant women in white dresses. Children ranged from three to 12 years old. Some of the pregnant women had blonde hair while the others had dark hair. The look on their faces was surprised and shocking. They knew I could see them. I said, geez, all eyes on us. And my friend, who also had some gifts, said, right? One of the pregnant women shook their head, no, and mouth turned around. My dumb ass didn't listen and started to walk to the metal door that leads to the inside of the mountain. Once we started to walk to the door, all the children and women started to walk towards us and made two lines on each side of us. That was when I noticed three extremely dark shadows that were tall, standing where the door was. I knew these were demons, dark entities. They turned around and looked right at my friend and me. We both stopped dead in our tracks. One started to walk towards us and grew as it got closer. As Jenny put it, I noped the fuck out of there and ran straight to the fence. My friend was behind me, running as well. They were able to find our other two friends in the cemetery. We ran right up to them and told them we had to go. They saw the panic on our faces and understood. The friend that was with me had parked his car at the bottom of the hill, so all four of us ran down the hill to the car. Dog figure stayed on top of the hill but continued to grow. I shit you not, it was like a movie. The dark figures grew, continued to stay on the mountain. It felt as if they were trying to catch us, or at least scare us. The best I can explain it is like at the end of the Moana movie, where they return to here uh, back from Tafiti. As she grows to become an island again. The friend who was with me handed me his keys. I was the only other one there that could drive manual. 
He stopped to put up a protective shield and told me to get in the car. It started. He said, once the car has started, I'm jumping in the car and I need you to take off as fast as you can. Once the car was started, he jumped in or gone like the wind. As we drove from Manja to the West Valley, which was east of Manja, these things started watching us. That night, we ended up getting blessed and cleansed to make sure nothing further would happen. I think when you come across spirits that aren't malevolent and they're trying to warn you that that is what you should do. You should listen to what they're saying because mm -hmm. I feel like the, the pregnant women and the children spirits were trying to warn them from going further to run into these dark, dark entities. Mm -hmm. So if you know it's not a malevolent spirit, I would kind of heed its warning. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a case where I think, you, although it could be trying to trick you, <laughs> trying to self-doubt every ghost that you can. But if you know that it's not bad, yeah. it's probably trying to keep you from having what happened to it happen to you. I agree. I think I would heed the ghost warning. I, I would play the odds there of like, ah, it probably means good. Yeah. Could be something else, but probably not. New thing out the window today as we quarantine and do our program. <laughs> you missed it. Well, we have the neighbor who does the sprinting oh, up and down wearing the bro, the man bra. And today he's sprinting in reverse, running backwards up the hill. <laughs> you can see all about my rant about my neighbors on my Instagram, Jenny Bruski at Jenny Bruski yeah. on Instagram and you can see that I got in trouble and I got kicked off of the Facebook page for our neighborhood <laughs> but it was so worth it yeah my um so today is the 6th of uh April, April. I don't know what month it is anymore uh, this, I think, is airing towards the end of April. I don't know what things are going to be like then, but um, our neighborhood is still having difficulties this far in uh, trying to understand the concept of quarantining and staying away from each other. And uh, kids are still playing in the parks, doing basketball and everything together. And I did a little rant on the, our neighborhood Facebook page last week, just asking, hey, please, can we, you know, stop doing this? It's not a good idea. And then everyone's like, oh, we're not going to be told what to do. And, yeah. So, yeah, it's lovely. And then because so many are so disconnected from reality um, I, and I don't get this, I do not understand it. Uh, I, I don't think it makes sense. I think it's inappropriate. And it takes a lot for me to say something is inappropriate. <laughs> I know where you're going and this is funny. This takes I mean, and I know people are doing this around the country, so I know it's not exclusive to here, but I find it to be inappropriate is a professional photographer going around and doing family quarantine photos on their porch. And I know they're like silly and people are doing fun, you know, and I get, you know, you got to try and make the best of the situation. But to me, it's like my comment was, oh, I can put that up next to my commemorative family 9-11 and Katrina photos. Yeah. It's like there's some bad shit going down right now. When they're pulling semi-trailers into cities to serve as temporary morgues, now's not the time to be fucking around on the front porch making funny faces. And wacky photos. Like, if you want to, like, 
I get it like with your own family. And why, why do we need professional photographers to go around and do it? And they're doing it for free. So it's not like they're making money on it, which I think would even be tackier. Um, but it's like you got your camera on your phone. Take all the photos you want of your family quarantine in your house. But this like, oh, I was going to stand and wear a tuxedo and hold a martini. And uh, that we're going to look like we're uh, going crazy and we're make a TikTok banner. And it's like. Fuck. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, thousands upon thousands of people are fucking dying. And I know that I'm going to get emails about being a fear monger. Guess what? You should be fucking afraid. (laughs) You should. Right now, it's just like, you know, you know, try and and keep some sanity. If you don't want to watch the news, don't watch the news. I've cut back because it's it's too difficult. But, you know, there's just certain things right now that are like, Really? Do we need to add that into our routine of taking funny photos on our porches? <laughs> I, mean, I okay, I maybe I'm the only one that feels like this, and maybe this is a, a bridge too far. But the thing is, I'm high risk, and a ton of people are high risk. Yeah. For those of us that are high risk, kind of feel like that's a slap in the face. Yeah. It's like, you know, who knows? Who knows how many days we have until we get sick? Until we go hospital? Till we find out if they have a ventilator or not. Mm-hmm. So let's make funny photos in the meantime. I just really feel like it's it's just I'm I'm personally offended by yeah. this kind of shit, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason I went off in my neighborhood because they were literally their biggest rant of the day was about everybody not picking up their dog's shit when they take them for a walk. Going on and on and on and on and on. It's like, okay, I get it. Like in normal times, people should do that. But it's like, and people should do it no matter what. But why the fuck is this like the focus of the day? (laughs) I mean, that and then they're getting argued with of like, well, my, why do you have issue with my children playing basketball with other kids? Why should I have to explain this? Yeah. You know? I know. So anyway. We're moving to the country. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Yeah, are we going and there? Real Ghost Stories Online. Well, it's in the plans. <laughs> That's all I'll say for right now. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's go to a caller and hear a real ghost story. As soon as it loads. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Michelle. I'm calling from Georgia. Um, I love y'all's show. I've been listening for, um, maybe a year now, but, um, I'd like to tell y'all my, uh, biggest story, I guess. There have been several, I guess I consider myself to be sensitive, um, whatever you want to call it, but, um, I've only ever told this story to one person before because I know it sounds absolutely psychotic. I know it happened, but I would absolutely understand anyone who doesn't believe me. But um, I'm 32 now, and when I was 14, um, I never, never did drugs or anything, or not, no alcohol or anything like that. I was a good, you know, straight kid, whatever. Um, so when I was 14, I was in high school, I was in band, I played trombone. And I don't know if you can picture like a trombone case, but you know, it's probably like three and a half feet long or so. It was kind of like a, you know, floppy handle on it. And I was, oh, I don't know, like five feet tall. So 
I was a weird, awkward kid. I don't know why I would make everything so hard for myself, but I would carry it onto the bus in a vertical fashion by the handle. So it was kind of flopping around back and forth. And it was big and awkward and kind of heavy. So one morning, I was waiting for the school bus. It was raining. It it had been raining all night. And it was, um, I was the last stop. I was always the last stop. So I went to get on the school bus. And... You know, it was full, the stairs were wet, and I was walking up the steps. And when my foot hit the top step, I fell back. I felt it. I felt myself fall, my feet go out from under me. And I felt hands on my back and my arms, the backs of my arms catch me and obviously there was no one behind me the bus driver was to my right of course um but when i i felt that i felt them push me back up and i I know this sounds insane but literally when i saw everyone on the bus it was like time was frozen and there was no movement and there was no sound I heard nothing like a a deafening kind of nothing there was no sound and as soon as my feet were flat on the the top like the aisle I everything started again I, I heard everything it was like sound came rushing back and everyone was moving and you know, it was loud and they were talking and screaming and whatever. And I just stood there for a second, like, what the fuck was that? And the bus driver said, find a seat. And I turned back to her like, I was trying to be logical. And I was like, did she just catch me? But obviously I felt like, ugh. I felt hands on my back and the backs of my arms, like multiple hands. And I just, I I thought it was the bus driver for a second. I looked at her and she just said, find a seat. So I I walked down the aisle. I found the last seat open and I sat down and I looked out the window to the house. My mom was standing there and she waved by to me. And um, my mother passed 10 years ago. So honestly, I'd ask her about this now if, if I could. But I remember, I I don't remember the rest of that day, but I remember when I got home, I said to my mom, did you see me fall on the bus this morning? And she said, I saw you stop and talk to the bus driver for a second. And that that was it. And there is no doubt in my mind, had whatever happened not happened, I would have tumbled backwards down the steps and out the door. So either... I I kind of feel like I would have been, you know, I would have died or lettered. And I'm not a religious person, but the the only terminology I can use for this would be guardian angel. And um, I honestly feel weird saying that because it's, it's not something that's in me, but I, I can't think of any other way to uh, put that. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, that... 
that's my uh, that's my biggest story. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I just finally wanted to share that with uh, someone, like um, somewhat anonymously, I guess. <laughs> but um, anywho, um, thank y'all. I really, I really love your show, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, become an APP member, and I'm, I'm probably going to do that when I hang up, actually. <laughs> So, uh, anywho, thank y'all for the show, and um, all right, I will call back later with uh, some more stories, probably. Uh, thank you. I totally believe that. I've, I <laughs> I totally believe that. I almost sometimes wonder if there aren't like kind of almost guardian angels around groups of children, you mm-hmm. know, like a school bus or a schoolyard or things like that, to where. They're just there to help just in case because the littles need help, sure. you know, and I don't know where mine was the day I fell flat based <laughs> off the bus, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad yours caught you. <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting in the way that like everything kind of stopped and, you mm-hmm. know, did something catch her or was like time almost reversed? I think something caught her. Okay. But something caught her and almost time was a factor so that nobody saw it. Okay. It's almost like... The uh, Matrix. <laughs> in my mind, that's what I was thinking. Like, like reversed. Like, started to fall, but then like, whew, you know, because the, the whole like, everything's silent, everything stopped, and then whew, whew, you're just kind of sliding, like my sound effects there, whew, sliding back in time a couple seconds, and yeah. then it doesn't happen. No, I, I think something tried to make it inconspicuous. So, okay. you know, that it was... Helpful, but anonymously. I see. Cool story. Yeah. That's an interesting one. You know, you look back on, I feel bad for that you can't go back and ask her mom about it because it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Although the mom probably has no more perspective than what she already told her. Of yeah. Like, I don't know. I kind of remember you telling me this and saying I looked out the window, you know, as parents do, you know, there'll be shit that, you know, Harper does it to me now. Like, remember when I told you this a couple of weeks? Like, no, no, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but I think that that would be, uh, you know, interesting. It would be more interesting. It would be, you know, if anyone else on the bus would have any recollection, although she probably was in such a, you know, kind of a shock state at that moment of, you know, do I tell anybody? I'd be sitting there on that bus really still like not saying shit to anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just her that's going to have that, uh, that memory. Thank you for sharing that with us. 855-853-4802. Is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of the program. If you like our show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person, an EPP at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. That's what keeps us on the air and allows the show to exist. Please support us and keep it going. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. The all-new Toyota Highlander is designed to go Highlander. What's go Highlander, you ask? It means amplifying your comfort with available premium leather interior and ventilated seats. And amplifying your groove with an available booming 11-speaker JBL audio system. Or even amplifying your crew with roomy seating for up to eight. Don't just go. Go Highlander in the all-new Toyota Highlander. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL is a registered trademark of Harman International Industries, Incorporated.